Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I hope you're all having a beautiful Friday morning. I'm here with my two lovely ladies as usual, Corey Lynn and the Sharp Edge. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing really good. Hey, one thing I would just want to throw out there is, I don't know if it's our podcast or what, but recently I've been getting emails with people saying, hey, can you date your work? And I, I don't know if it's because we I've you know added our podcast to new platforms or not, but it is February 18th. 2021 <laughs> so there you well. go <laughs> well, well for you not for me but right not for you <laughs> so we i we've decided to do something a little bit different today uh instead of like really talking about news or latest things that are coming up we are going to shoot the shit about psychological warfare uh, and everything that that entails. and i think we're going to piss off Definitely a lot of people here because we're going to talk about the weather, we're going to talk about guns, we're going to talk about the China virus, we're going to talk about abortion, the transgender agenda. So we're going to piss off everyone today. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mind manipulation tactics are everywhere. There they are. So let's start off. This is a good one. Yeah, so let's start off with yours first, uh, Corey, because I know you wanted to talk about the small article that you wrote, Living in the Upside Down. Yeah, so this is just kind of how I've been feeling recently. It's really short. It's like a three-minute read. Um, I got a lot of response to this one, and and I figured I might because I know a lot of people can relate to this. And it's just the the dark trenches we've been in. Um, even if if you can see with clarity, it still just wears you down, you know. And uh, I literally felt like I was I was like in an undercover sting for five years there, and trying to then extract myself out of it, you know, like the, <laughs> the leftover feelings from it or the, where it creeps into your dreams. And like, you just, you can't get the images out and you're trying to get back to normal. But then when we try to get back to normal, we're living in this whole new world of everyone is in fear under all these illusions that they're perpetrating on people right now. And so it's just really interesting times that we're in and I think it's really important that people go within because I believe that we have to win this battle within us. I mean, this is like tearing us down to our core, you know, it's peeling back the layers and we're having to stay really strong in our faith and um, trying to rise above and see beyond some of the stuff going on because that's where our true power is. And the, the, the mind games, the mind games that people, these people, have done through brainwashing and indoctrination and conditioning. I mean, it it literally seeps into every agenda I've ever reported on, you know, you start, and I know Ed, you've done a lot of um, work with timelines as well. So you can see it. If you go back, you see the same patterns, maybe slightly different manipulation tactics, like maybe instead of fear on this one they're trying to induce shame and guilt or you know what i mean right right exactly but it's all from the same playbook and you can always see it happening it's like they create a problem so that either through fear or some kind of manipulation like you said whether it's guilt or shame whatever it drives you towards their solution that they are ultimately trying to get the people herded towards Right. I, I, I don't think it's ever been this bad in in the history of our planet when it comes to psyops and fear and manipulation, just because now we're in such a technological age that mm-hmm. it can be spread through all these different avenues, you know? I mean, like, you had propaganda World War One, propaganda World War Two, and that was just general propaganda against fear, against... Uh, you know, uh, fighting for your country and stuff fear like of that. Death. Fear, fear of death, fear of being conquered. And, you know, those are all significant things. But now you've got it in every aspect from uh, fear of race, fear of gender, uh, of, of everything. It's, it's everywhere. Losing your job, your business, finances. I mean, mm-hmm. all of it. They're, they're hitting every single hot button they can. And like, I just, you know, I'm not going to go into it at length or anything because we, I think we kind of covered it in last week's podcast, but the next tab over 
is part five of the COVID report I did, which I, I really encourage. I know it's long, guys. I promise you, you will learn so much from this. It's a really important one because I pulled studies and information from psychologists, scientists, and the CIA, um, tactics that are being used, that have been being used, how they use them, what it does to your brain, um, and, and targeting, you know, over 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety disorders. So I hate to say it, but, you know, and it's like 970 million or something worldwide. It's easy, easy targets for this stuff. And they know, they, they know exactly what buttons to push. And they know that they have to create enough confusion to, uh, you know, like I have a section in here that goes back and forth on all the things they've told us to intentionally confuse people because that's when, that's when people break down and give up and go, God, just make it stop. Just, you know, I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know who to trust anymore. I can't logically process anymore because now you're in a state of confusion thrown in with some dashes of fear and, you know, people just either go along with it and submit, but then that's when the re-education starts and that's when they start really programming you. So it's right. really, it's really, uh, sinister. It is. And people need to pay attention to, they need to stop and think with every agenda and every action that's carried out, try to look at the psychology behind it and, and look at their words and look at their actions and see where they're really going with this. What's their, what's their motive? What's their ulterior motive? You know? Right. Exactly. I mean, they, they come up with these fearful headlines, you know, and they just blast them 24 seven, like new deadly outbreaks, new variants, dark winter, <laughs> darkest, darkest days ahead of us. And Two million people will die in America. Mm -hmm. And we're just blasted with it constantly. So everybody's in a state of fear, anxiety, depression, isolation, paranoia, helplessness. And like you said, it just fundamentally changes the psyche of just the entire population. Uh, it literally changes the brain chemistry as well. Yeah, to the point where they're just willing to accept anything to make it stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, oh. um, fear, fear at the moment, I think, has, has got us all uh, in a yo-yo sort of place. I'm, I, like, I know for the last couple of weeks, I've been, I've been back and forth uh, in, in my own kind of mental battle here. And it is hard, and I think a lot of us are dealing with it. Um, I'm, I'm going to make this connection here because I, it this is one of my favorite movies and i think i need to be talk about it's a movie called train to bushan and it's actually a zombie movie and edge knows about this because i talk about it all the time it's like my mm -hmm. favorite it's like my favorite movie right but the the reason that i i like it is because the characters actually have depth but there's this one character in it uh who is j just technically put there to uh project fear that's his character that's his mm. role in this in, in this movie and there's a scene at the end where he projects so much fear of the situation that the people around him start thinking like him as well completely irrationally completely fearful and they start turning on the people that are thinking logically and are trying to get out of the situation or that are trying to help others or educate others about what's going on and how they can fix it and, mm -hmm. and and during that stage and during that scene, they become so enamored with fear and the projection of fear that for a second there, they forget about the zombies and they turn on the people and they turn their back on the zombies. <laughs> so it, it's, it's really interesting how they like kind of played that scene through because it's kind of what society does. They, they turn their back on the real issue about what's mm -hmm. going on and, they're, and instead they're attacking each other. Right. Yeah, well, and it, it's paralyzing. Their goal is to paralyze you. Um, and then you, and then you get in this stuck energy and you can't move forward and you can't move back and you can't process or make decisions. And the interesting thing right now is we're in this, this sort of uh, split where you've got, you know, half the people in a 
you know, I don't know the exact percentage or breakdown, but say you have like half the people that are legitimately afraid of this virus. And then you've got the other half of the people that are afraid of those using the virus, the, the virus, the virus as um, to push their agendas. And so it's, it's kind of interesting because everyone's in a, a little bit of a different space, but there's, there's, fear and concern penetrating through everyone you know yes yeah i get what you're saying it's all about the agenda and people need to see that i mean i mean the same thing goes with a lot of things that we're going to talk about today especially climate change being one of them there's a huge difference between climate change conservationism conservationalism and the climate change agenda Mm -hmm. the climate change agenda is what we want to get into and you know, the, the agendas is what we got to dig into. Yeah. And it's also, it's not always about fear, you know, which we're going to see in the climate change one is, is more about um, misplaced blame to induce shame and guilt. And, right. you know, so, and, and I can get into that more later, but you go ahead, Edge. I think you had one up here on, on the next tab. I don't know what you have. Um, I think it's a few tabs over. Um, oh, yeah, if we're going to stick on coronavirus or do you want to hop over to climate change? We can is... do whatever you'd like. Yeah, it's so just... go four tabs over, speaker, to four. the climate change one. Four tabs. Uh, one. Oh, no. Not that Two one. More. Keep yeah, going. Two more. Two more. The, thing just, <laughs> the thing just dropped down on my screen, so when it drops down, I can't see the tabs. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> All right. so I gotta yeah, that wait. one. I got to wait patiently while you, while you yell at me. but you know they push this agenda climate crisis i'm speaking of um in schools to raise an entire generation now of believers that climate change is the biggest threat to humanity not global oppression tyrannical overrule (laughs) nothing like that no climate not even necessarily the pandemic because climate change is going to be far worse for everyone Mm-hmm. So they've instilled in, enough indoctrination and fear into these to the youth to create this army, but I think it's the older crowd. It's hard who's harder to convince, and they know that they don't want the great, great reset. They don't want fundamental change of the economy, killing our jobs, you know, taxing mm-hmm. us higher and higher for the consumption that we have that we do. Um, so they're harder to convince, but. It was pretty convenient through this COVID crisis, PSYOP, that they could, you know, have enough wreckage of the economy um, to be able to initiate um, all of their plans on changing fundamentally the uh, the economy and everything through, you know, to, to meet their climate change agenda, basically. But still, I think most people are, aren't buying it. And I think they're going to continue to exploit these so-called natural disasters to drive their agenda home. Like we saw with the California fires and Australia fires and even here with the, the Texas um, weather. And um, they're trying to use this debacle in Texas as a case for investing more into renewable energy infrastructure yes. as if that worked out for Texas. There's an oxymoron. Yeah, how they kind of push over the, the, the wind turbines here that froze, which is all green energy technology. Wonder why it froze. Right, right. <laughs> but they're going to exploit. The point is that they, they will exploit any crisis or even a mani- manufacturer crises in order to push the agendas that they know the public does not want. Right. right. And and with climate change, too, do you guys remember that article I did on the birds falling to their death? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> what these assets have done is the one percenters who rule the world, who own all the big major stores, you know, the big pharma, they own it all. The big skyscrapers that birds are flying into, the big wind turbines that birds are flying into. So all... Uh, Everything that they try to blame on the people saying, oh, we have this man-made climate change and all these issues and it's all your fault. There's so many of you using up this and using up that. Well, who created it? Who created it all? And I'm not, and, and so, you know, because obviously we are concerned about our environment 
and we do see that there's there's trash in the ocean and in lakes and rivers and we don't want that and oh, there are certain things that are legit but oh, it's just there's such a huge gap though between that like the, the right. stuff that actually has to be done i mean there, there right. is we have damaged our planet that's no one's denying that you know humans can be really terrible creatures with that shit but you know in the bigger picture you know it's like it's, they've created a cult out of this Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. they get college kids they they brainwash college kids to go around and or or greta good old greta so they they use children and and young adults to push their agendas and that's a whole other form of manipulation that they do oh that's and, that's, that's old school nazi propaganda mm-hmm. they, love, they love using children oh yeah oh yeah you start going into the different universities and colleges and looking on the websites and you'll sure enough you'll always find these these groups that have been created and they they more often than not probably all the time have not been created as some you know grassroots movement by um young adults you know college students themselves they've been they've had people come in and speak or teachers that are pushing this or people like the obama foundation that's trying to get them all involved in these different wonderful agendas so they feel like they're actually doing something good and they have a purpose when really they're using them to push their agendas yeah and and with with these agendas they're they're meant to uh like you said before uh divide people Right, so I've I've got a friend that's a conservationist. Uh, he's really good at what he does, and he he's he's part of all these uh, climate change groups and all that because it's just, it kind of relates to his work. So he's he's in that. But I remember having conversations with him, and he's like, "Dude, these people are crazy. Like, there's some crazy people in here, and they're really not helping. Like, yeah. they're not yeah. they're not helping us, right? Like, he 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 spent like a year saving sea turtles down off the coast of Mexico. Like, he he's nice. he's he's really like dedicated in this work. But like, he, even he can see the divide that's been created by people that actually are trying to help, and mm-hmm. people that are part of the cult side of it. And that goes right. to, and that that goes to the same uh, as the race agenda. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Which absolutely. Yeah, with all of these psyops, yeah, with all of these psyops, it's there. They have to start with a seed or a nugget of truth. Otherwise, they will not be accepted by the general population. They'll be sniffed out. So they have to start with, at its core, a bit of truth. It's just that the the lies are built around it. And the agenda is, you know, is exploiting it, you know, um, and appealing to those people's emotions and their uh, desires to, you know, people, I, I believe, I really do at the believe that that humanity is good, that people are good, that they want to help, that they they care. Right. And and in every situation um, with these psyops, whether it's the climate change agenda or social justice, whatever it is, it's exploiting that. It's starting with a nugget of truth, building a, a mountain of lies around it, but getting you to accept all of it, the whole bag and exploiting your emotions and the goodness and people to well, and the, get you to, to, to go with that agenda. And the problem is we've got the, the two main things are people stopped, I don't even know how long ago, but people stopped using their intuition. And people, most people don't take the time to look into something and investigate something themselves. So they hear someone speaking and they react by emotion and they go, yeah, I believe that. Or no, there's no way that's true. And that's it. They've made their decision and that's where it ends. And, you know, it's interesting. A friend of mine who's um, also an entrepreneur said what he's observed and he he's around a lot of people in in a very social atmosphere for his business so he knows a lot of business owners and he knows a lot of people you know who work in the system for big corp and he said what he's observed is the people that are the entrepreneurs 
that have spent years having to process, figure things out, create things, innovate, um, you know, analyze and assess things and make all these decisions on their own without having that, you know, inter outside interference are the ones that seem to be more awake and alert to the fuckery going on in these agendas. But the people that are stuck in the system working for big corp and stuff that, that are constantly following, taking orders, following orders, following rules, guidelines, you know, doing as told, and then doing that so many hours a week and then going home to take care of their family. Like they're the ones that seem to just kind of go along with what they're being told to do. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting observation. Yeah. So if I was a teacher, this is one thing I learned very young and this is definitely what I would teach a class if I was going to teach people on emotions and how they should react to things is there's three steps that you have to do when you hear something, see something, uh, notice something, any of those things is you have to think, feel, and then react, right? Mm -hmm. And what we've got into the society is people feel and they react, right? Right. They skip the thinking part altogether. Right. right. Especially really if, you, if there's fear involved, if there's fear involved, they, they definitely react by emotion first. Yep. So yeah. uh, an example of this, like the other week I read uh, some lady, uh, I, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to say black because I don't like to use person of color. I, I think it's stupid. Uh, so yeah, there was this black lady that um, wrote a message. She was an artist, I think, or like, like a voice actress. I think. And, uh, she posts this thing about an email where she tried to get a job and the email that she got back was like, no, sorry, your voice is too black. We need you to sound more white. And the whole thing just read like a complete bullshit email that she wrote to herself. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you definitely wrote this to yourself. People don't talk like that. Companies don't reply to things like that. Right. Right. It just does not happen. It is what I just read is complete utter bullshit. Yet she got like 30,000 likes. Everybody in the comments underneath was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Oh, the naivety. And I'm like, you know, she wrote this shit to herself. And then two days later, it came out like with some screen caps of her talking to a friend saying, well, yeah, I just needed a job. So I thought I'd post that so I can get some, you know, clap. Right. I was mm, like, I wow. know you wrote that shit to yourself. Like it's not well, hard. Yeah. Well, look, there is one good thing that has come out of these last several years. I think a lot more people have developed their skills on discernment. Yeah. There's no way you couldn't have you know? Right. So I do think, um, all of this coming out and everything being exposed and all of this, you know, two sides, three sides, the craziness and the divide, I think we've, uh, a lot of people have begun developing some good discernment skills and being able to, you know, tell the difference from I, fact from fiction. I don't think yeah. there's anyone in the middle anymore. I think people have really in tune themselves into this bullshit and what's going on. Uh, hence why they're wrapping up censorship, uh, why they're ramping up all these things because they are afraid of the blowback. That's why they disable comments. That's why they disable ratios on certain videos and certain things. But I don't think platform people. people. I don't think there is a middle ground anymore. I think you're completely indoctrinated into the system that they want you to and you're, you fight for it no matter what uh, mm, i don't know i know i know some people in the middle like i know some people that are very woke to most of the agendas but they're still trapped a little bit in fear over this virus mm. so uh, i still think there are some some people that are have really been bamboozled by the virus situation mm. Going back to what you were saying about um, educating people and like, I was just going to say something quickly about what I've tried to um, teach my kids because they don't teach this in school um, is to take every piece of information with a bit of skepticism and mm. always ask, okay, if they're teaching me this, what is it they aren't teaching me? Or is this showing two sides of something or is it very one-sided is this actually opinion being presented as fact i mean because they do teach a lot of things about climate crisis and um oh yeah um about, about ethnicities and racial divisions and things like that those types of, of topics in school 
and um, there's a lot of indoctrination going on. So um, rather than just trying to remove my my kids from the situation, I try to give them critical thinking skills so that when they go out into the world, they have the tools to be able to, um, you know, fight against indoctrination and the narrative and say, look, you know, is this, is this actually factual or is this somebody's opinion that's being presented as fact, you know, and just think critically. Right. And on that note of indoctrination, yeah, on that note of indoctrination, another good thing that's come from this is we've seen a lot of people deciding to homeschool and get with groups of people in their local areas where they're doing, you know, like group homeschooling and um, pulling their children out of the indoctrination programs. So I think that's been a bit of a positive, even though I know it's been a struggle for parents, you know, it's, it's, it's a balancing act right now. <laughs> it is. Speaking of schools, speaker, did you want to, yeah, check this yeah, out. This. this is ridiculous. This is unreal. Absolutely. So this is this came out of um, a New York's uh, public school uh, just this week that they were handing these flyers out to parents um, to discuss their you know problems with whiteness and uh, for them to evaluate that and review their own whiteness, basically. It pisses me off, man. Teaching self-hate, especially to children and to not be proud of who you are, because that's exactly what this is. This is to be ashamed of God, the color of your skin. This is they're so ashamed. impressionable, you know. It, it's it's just it's disgusting. And then disgusting. So, it's so, so picture easy. these children in a classroom where there's there's a mix. You know, you have Hispanics, you have blacks, you have whites, and and this is the crap they're teaching them. These these children aren't even going to know how to communicate with their classmates. They're going to feel awkward, uncomfortable. They're not going to know what to think. They're they're, they're going to be forced to have emotions about stuff they shouldn't even be thinking about. It the, Just the whole thing is disgusting. It's it is. To the core, man. And it's not just the kids. This was sent out to the parents. So <laughs> it's it's like, okay, we've already indoctrinated the kids. Let's move on to the parents now to make mm-hmm. sure that the messaging is consistent yeah. at home, too. Yeah, so yeah, you have to be a traitor to your race. They even named it that way, right? Uh, and white, there's nothing good how, about any of these identities. Of course not. How how is white even a race? There's so many <laughs> different sorts of white people. Like it's not it's not like get, get consolidated into one thing. We're gonna like, fragment you into eight identities eight identities. And by the way, you no longer have a gender either. Bottom line, this is racist as hell. Yeah, okay. It, oh yeah. <laughs> it's just racist. Yeah. Period. But this this whole creating division and a perception of you know inequality and injustice among races is just a classic tactic to divide and conquer societies. I mean, demonizing one group, like say saying white privilege and systemic racism and all of that, while enabling other groups, right? And so the whole point, mm-hmm. I think, is to weaken societies by causing this chaos and this division and this hatred. And if yep. you'll notice, they'll make this, the people who are so indoctrinated in this, they'll make every topic about race, even if it has absolutely nothing to do with race. Oh, yeah. It's in so many headlines, it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. They can't even, you know, if there's if there's a shooting of white on white, they don't mention that. They just call it a shooting. If there's yeah. a shooting uh, white on black, they always say, a white man shot a black man. If there's a shooting of a black man that shot a white man, it usually it's doesn't even make the news. Mm. They want to create as much division and friction and chaos and infighting as possible. And people, this is the shit I'm talking about, that people need to rise above. They need to, they need to stay with that innate power within themselves, the faith and the spirituality and the compassion because what they have tried to do by breaking the family structure, the community structure, separating the children from the parents, they, it, they've been doing this for decades and they've been amping it up yeah, to meet yeah. their timeline so they can control it all. Separating races from one another, actually making them hate each other. Because there's a lot of white people that are going to see this and they are going to get radicalized on the, in the other side. Right, they are going to say, "Well, these people hate us. These people are so racist against us. Look at what they're right. doing. I hate them." 
right? And, and I think that's the, the point. And that, that, well, that is. I mean, you're creating so much racism by mm-hmm. right. this agenda. You are creating on both sides. Yeah, right? polarizing because, the people. Of course did you, you guys, are. Did you guys see the video uh, that posted the other day of the children in China where they are having them repeat after them that, I can't remember the exact words, but it's like um, they separate the children intentionally from their parents and they have all the children sitting in chairs outside and they have to keep repeating how China is like their parents, that, that they love China. Ugh. Yeah. It's, wow. I, I mean, and well, this I, is what's happening over here. It, I, it's, I expect it's that. Same shit. Right. I expect, I expect I, I, it too. I expect that in China. But, it, but it's China, China yeah. are pretty like... Um, with their own race, they're pretty consolidated in that. I mean, Asia's pretty consolidated in that way. They never bought this idea of diversity as our strength, right? Asia does not buy into that idea, right, at all. I mean, look at Japan, right? It's, yeah. you know, and one of their sayings is Japan is for the Japanese, right? And they will be completely welcoming to you. It's like one of the most amazing countries I've ever been to. Right, they yeah. they they will be totally welcoming to you. They will accept you. I mean, I had a taxi guy like give me his umbrella because it was raining when he dropped me <laughs> out off to a place. Like they're incredibly kind people, but when it yeah. comes to inviting other uh, ethnicities, and and I don't think it's it's strictly because of the ethnicity, it's the ideology behind some ethnicities, mm-hmm. right? And they know that it's not going to work together, right? different religious beliefs and different, these things have uh, an ability to tear up and fracture nations. You right. That. And Biden says, you know, it's just, ah, it's just China's culture. So he's yeah, okay right. with it. So right. let's just bring it over here too. But let's just make some big cardboard hearts that say unity on them, put them in the front <laughs> of the White House lawn and, and maybe everything we'll fine. Yeah. That fixed it. Uh, it's, 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 it's the illusion of morality and emotion. That's all. Right. right. There's no action right. taken towards it. I mean, like yeah. what, what one thing I, I I've learned like during my journey is a well, this from a male perspective anyway is that uh, a good man uh, is a dangerous man. And what I mean by that is it's it's a man that is capable of doing bad things but doesn't. He realizes that he can do something bad and he pulls back on it and he doesn't do it and he does the opposite instead, right? Uh-huh. But what, what we're seeing now in the West is we're seeing weak men pushing weak ideas and mm-hmm. that are becoming malevolent, you know, uh, c- circumstances. I mean, look at fem- uh, like male feminists. Half of them are rapists. Well, that's a whole other agenda, too. They've been attacking men for a long time, trying to tell them they need to be more sensitive and they need to be more feminine. And that's all part of the agenda, too. Yeah, well, they they want to destroy the idea of male and female. Yeah. They do. We like strong men, damn it. Knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) And we like strong females. It's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a biological thing we do. We like females that one can take... Like that takes care of themselves for one that are great with children and can do things that we can't. I mean, like females have a thing, like have a way with kids that males don't, it's a different sort of connection there. And Mm -hmm. females are definitely better with, you know, like uh, kids and babies because it's just biologically ingrained, right? You're better at that stuff than us. And that's not, you know, it's not, they've made like these sort of things become so mute. In society, right, right, and, yeah, and and like that, you see with you know uh, trans men or women or whatever, whatever they want to label it in female sports. Now you're destroying female sports, like you're destroying right. that femininity that comes and the people that work so hard in that. Yeah, yeah. go to the exploiting transgender tab. So that's a report I did a while back. It's a four-part series. It gets into a whole bunch. Um, so one of the things I want to point out in here. And this is how they use the whole mental health profession. Um, and, you know, they train these, they train these doctors, they train the psychologists, they educate them. They're going through the same kind of indoctrination system as to how they want them to carry out their jobs. So, so, cause like I've had 
several doctors email me and say, you know, I, I went through when we when we covered vaccines, they didn't get into side effects or the ingredients or any of the issues or anything. They don't even they don't even bring that up. It's just these are the these are the vaccines and da 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 da. So so but what, what I wanted to point out here is okay, puberty blockers, which I know I've talked a lot about because it infuriates me. Um, so they they indoctrinate we're seeing this really hardcore now where they're trying to indoctrinate children and say that, you know, you don't have a gender, you don't have to be a male or female, you can choose. And it's gender dysphoria that they are creating. And then, well, we can transition you. Let's get you, you know, while you're trying to decide and figure it out, if you're a tomboy or you really want to be a boy, let's just put you on some puberty blockers that by the way, if you stay on it long enough, you will become sterilized. Now, you can go to a Planned Parenthood or any other facility and you can get your prescription of puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and they do not require a mental health visit. No psychologist is involved whatsoever to discuss the ramifications, the, the you know, what could happen with this if you stay on this for a long period or anything. They don't get into why, you know, they don't talk about the behavior, the thoughts, what's going on in the child's head, nothing. So, which is the biggest piece It's the most important piece because, uh, and this is purposely, I think why they don't publish long-term studies on mental health, like even after um, they've had a, a, a sex change um, because they may not like the results of those, you know, uh, right. Yeah, because 40% are suicidal. Yeah. It, it, it's awful. It's awful how they are exploiting them. So it's just like with race and so many other things, they, you know, they advocate and act like they're for them and they're trying to help them and everyone should accept them when it's all BS. They're trying to indoctrinate. They're trying to confuse, create gender identity confusion, they yeah. are trying to, trying to create division. It's the same damn playbook. But my point is with that, okay, there's no mental health check involved whatsoever. Sure, here you go, take this. In fact, stay on it for a while and sterilize yourself altogether because that'll meet our other agenda. But if you don't want to vaccinate, don't want to have your children vaccinated you have to go sit in a doctor's office for your religious exemption if you're lucky enough to have that option in your state and get a uh have a discussion with the doctor about it and have him sign off on it so you can bring it to the school and say you've had the discussion about this and you have a religious exemption so you you see the complete opposite happening there mm -hmm. that's if you don't want to have a vaccine and then we've got the guns now they want to put this bill through wonderful Sheila Jackson Lee and, and, and get psychologists involved where you have to go through a psychological exam. And, and in addition to that, if there's concern there, they're, they're going to also talk with your family members. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so whatever serves their agenda, there's going to be, you know, and then you look at abortion and it, okay, we're going to go to full-term abortion and it's perfectly acceptable to do that because, well, it's my body, mm -hmm. right? It's my body. So, but only if it meets their agendas, because you yes. can't use the, it's my body excuse when it comes to say a vaccine, a vaccine masks, yep. anything like that. Right. Right. So, I mean, these are like simple, basic things when people see, a push for some new trend or new agenda or some new actions they're trying to take. You, you, you got to look at the motives and how they're carrying it out and go, okay, wait a minute. Where, you know, there's, there's so much mental health involved in all of this. Um, the psychological yeah. manipulation and what works for their agendas, they're going to leave out the important things and what works for our agendas, which is, you know, keeping our damn second amendment, right. They're going to try to make it as hard as possible. Yeah. Go back to that exploiting, um, transgenders report speaker for me. So there's just a quick point I wanted to make. And you were talking about Corey, you were talking about that story out of China where the state was having the children repeat basically that the state is their parent. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And speaker and I have talked about this um recently um too it's just that 
in my opinion, I think that's part of this transgender agenda is to break down the family to the point where they can get to a state where the state is the parent. If you're breaking down the, that mother, father, child, um, core, then that's prime opportunity for the state to move in and be the parent to absolutely. And we've seen that carry through the whole BLM movement too. Um, that's another one, you know, amp up confusion, amp up terror and fear, bring in BLM, bring in, you know, the whole George Floyd thing, the Antifa, all of it, hammer people as hard as you can coming at them from every angle and all through the BLM. What did we keep seeing? Go out and protest. Don't listen to your parents. I mean, so many times we've seen mainstream news pushing children and not just college students, children to not listen to their parents and do what they feel is best. Even with, with the COVID stuff, you know, they're just, do you remember all those articles? I can see them like flying through my head as I'm talking. Oh, I remember on the COVID stuff, if you're talking about how they were trying to pass, um, and I think in some places they did where, uh, maybe it was in New York, um, where the kids could get vaccinated without the parents knowing did they actually end up passing that? I, don't know I would have to follow up on that. I, I don't I know. They were which, talking about it. Yeah. They were trying to pass that. Um, they, they've look, they've been working for a long time, even on the transgender agenda. Um, as far as taking puberty blockers, there's been States that have been fighting for, you know, children to be able to make that decision. And they've got uh, planned parenthood inserted in the school system as well, because, you know, they're the second largest provider of, of prescribing puberty blockers. So it's, uh, <laughs> they've long been, and you, and you look at books, you know, I did a whole thing on turning the page or lose your child to indoctrination. Cause you go and you look at all the books in the school libraries and the books that they're having them read in in classes, it's, it's all like divorced parents or a dead parent or an abusive parent, or there's no family unity in these books. And there's a lot of monsters, a lot of fear stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they always like to, to play on that. Go back to the, um, the, the uh, bill, the gun law one speaker, because look at this, you know, of course they introduced the bill on the anniversary of the parkland shooting, right? Uh, right. Joe Biden on Sunday called on Congress to institute common sense gun law reforms on the uh, third anniversary of Dudley Parkland shooting. So, of course, they're going to exploit every scenario, whether it was manufactured or a crisis that occurred, whatever it is, they're going to explore, exploit it to, to push their agenda. Absolutely. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see more like this that they push um, as we get closer and closer and closer to them, you know, cramming gun laws down our throats absolutely yep it's it's horrendous i had started working on a um a dictionary i have a whole list going of terms to show how they portray them and what they really what the real meaning is behind it what their motive is behind it and i am eventually one day going to finish that (laughs) and publish that and it will be like a dictionary of their of their terms, their, their manipulative brainwashing terms they use to uh, shame, guilt, and scare people. Yeah, it's, it's quite, quite evil. It's, uh, it's just madness at the moment. And I think it's, it's hard for us that uh, continuously see this and speak out about this and talk about this. Because, I mean, we had a pretty good four years there. We were like, yay, you know, things are changing. <laughs> Right. we're going in a better direction and then it's just mm-hmm. like we all got hit with a sledgehammer so it's just yeah like, oh god here we now are he's again. unwinding it all yeah yeah and not only that but we feel like we're on defense here after since the capital uh, you know and they labeled us all as insurrectionists and domestic terrorists i mean it's like they want the public in fear you know and uh you're supposed to fear your family members or neighbors or co-workers that are trump supporters and you know they want all of us to be silenced into thinking like oh dhs or the fbi is going to be coming after us just for our political views you know right. so it's just a very hostile climate to continue um doing this 
Um, of course, we, we still will. <laughs> We're not going to live into fear. But, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a hostile environment. Right. Sometimes, and, you know, one, sometimes are harder than others. One of the things I wanted to point out, too, I don't remember if I mentioned this last week, but in the, um, the fifth report on my the COVID fear, um, Dr. Charles Morgan, whose who's bio is insane, he's worked, you know, for years, national security, he's worked for CIA, he works for all these special operations, and, and he did this hour-long um, speaking event over for, at West Point for some cadets, and I highly recommend everyone reading that. Yeah, it's all the way towards the bottom, um, because what you will learn is, is quite... Uh, quite stunning. There may be a few things in there you were aware of, but he literally goes over. So this was in 2018 and he's going over stuff that has long been implemented and in use, stuff that they're working on and stuff that's right around the corner, like some pretty staggering stuff. And what I mean by stuff is, um, you know, they'll claim, well, we, we could use this for national defense. And uh, we they're, they're working on these, these like mind melding things that they probably already have in place. And of course, DARPA's involved in all, all, all kinds. So on one of them, it's like a, this little like cap you put on and then the other person puts it on and they could be in another country. So like if they have a passcode, um, the person here has the passcode, but the person there doesn't. And in that moment, when they're there, they telepathically send it through so they're working on, yeah, yeah. So that the dude only gets it in that moment he needs it. There's there's so many AI things they already have in place and stuff they're working on. But one of the things he got into that I found very interesting is he was talking about manipulation tactics through social media. And he says, yep. he says in the current social media age, the ability to actually manage people's memories and change them has just enhanced from what it used to be. Now you can fix videos and pictures and expose people to audio and visual information. And we know that even if they know that's a possibility, people don't recognize when they adopt a false memory. You don't know that it has happened to you. It bypasses some critical reasoning and is particularly effective. And then he goes on to say, uh, that's where the state of the art is right now for creating false memories in humans. And he was talking about all these, all these different things they were doing and creating false memories um, in humans by doing that verbally or by these manipulations, either by what we say, what we show them, what we expose them to. But the chemical implanting of memories has now occurred in monkeys. We mm. should see the science in the next two years. And this was back in 2018. We're so going, I mean, it's we're going down expo territory. It's a fascinating watch. It's an hour long. I highly recommend people listen to this dude. Um, and he shows, you know, he's got like a video screen up, so he's actually showing a lot of this stuff as well. And yeah. we're sure some of it may be kind of cool for you know national defense, or if you're at war and all, we already know how this stuff is being used on the human race. Oh yeah, social media has got to be the biggest tool to implement their psyops ever so far. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, they use it to implement it on just such a massive scale to, to sway elections, to sway public opinion, to implant narratives and get them going and, and get them, you know, this false uh, sense of uh, approval and you know just to so they gain momentum um it's just social media is so influential on the psyche of well and news media as well because the news is you know legacy news media is is hand in hand with these folks and pushing all this as are a lot of movies and tv shows out there they drop this stuff in there too i see it all the time i'm sure there's stuff that like he says that goes past me that I don't realize affects me. I mean, he talks about how they took college students and, and inserted a memory, a false memory that they had gotten super sick from, from drinking too much. So then the following weekend, they monitor them at the bar and they see that those, 
that had this memory of being sick from it a week ago turned drinking down twice as much as the people who they didn't insert with that memory. So, yeah. so it literally, think about that. Mm -hmm. Changing think behaviors. About, I mean, Changing oh. behaviors by implanting false memories. Well, it's so I mean, insidious. They, they, they do that with gaslighting anyway on a, on a level that is minor to implanting memories, but you know, people see a different reality anyway by the way that the media gaslights them. Right, but when you think about right how suggestible some people are as opposed to other people, and you think about all the stuff, who knows what subliminal crap they've been, you right. know what I'm saying? They've been they've been putting into things that is is making this fear that much worse for people, and why people are having a hard time coming out of this. We don't we don't know. Like I'm I can't be hypnotized. You know, some people can easily be hypnotized. So when you start looking at all these different factors that go into this, there, there's, there's a lot at play here and mm -hmm. people just need to be aware, which is why people shouldn't spend, you know, 10 hours a freaking day on watching legacy media or social media. And cause it just, you know, it's going to alter your brain. It's going to alter your emotions. I'm guilty. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> well, I mean, I've just been trying to counter the narrative, but still I, well, yeah, I think, we, all, yeah. we all gotta get away from we're from definitely guilty because we're trying to expose this stuff so we kind of have to stay on top of it um but you know i've i've been trying more like i'm going off grid for a few days this weekend and i'm going to be sleeping out in a tent we have to do these little mini escapes you know and yep. um try to create a little bit of balance agree all get right a lot of the dreams Good way to close it out. Are we ready to close, guys? Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today on Dig It with the speaker, myself, the Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We are on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Foxhole, Gab TV, BitChute, and Pill.net. We'll see you back up. next time. Yes, I did. <laughs> Nailed it right here on Dig It.